News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Linked Finance, the world has changed. It's about time finance changed too. Business lending for a digital age at linkedfinance.com. Yes, I was meant to speak to my next guest at the ploughing on Wednesday, but we all know what happened there. So, uh, News Talk, we're live at the ploughing championships. Thanks to Little, more for you. So this week, my guest in the executive chair is Liam Casey. He's the commercial director there, and he joins me now. Great to see you, Liam. Sorry we didn't get to talk on uh, Wednesday, as was the original plan, but... Yeah, there you have it. That's right, Bobby. Unfortunately, uh, the day we were both down there, it was um, it was it was called off due to the weather. But uh, we we had a great week down at the ploughing. We're there since uh, we've been going there since 2012, and we see it's a great opportunity for us to showcase um, to everyone who's down there um, all of our the work we're doing with our Irish suppliers. So we've. 1.5 million customers coming through our doors every week and they get to actually see our products and meet yeah. some of the local suppliers that are down there at the ploughing. Now we'll talk about a little in a second and again sure. that's what we're here to talk about. Just just a little bit about, we like to get behind the man, uh, Liam Casey in the executive chair. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, pre-little days, what did you do? Um, well I, <coughs> I worked in uh, um, during college uh, where I had a number of jobs while I was in college I studied in um, UCD uh, did an arts degree in uh, UCD and then went to after that did a Felt I needed a bit more uh, information. I went to do a postgrad in business and IT in the Smurf of Business oh, School. How did you find that? Great. It was mm. fantastic at the time. I think the the arts degree gave me a, a broad background. It was nice to actually focus in on a, on a bit more, learn a bit more about business and marketing and IT at the time. So that was great. I then went uh, after college, worked for Citigroup for a couple of years. And then in 2004, I joined Lidl and I've, I've been there since. Good man. Okay. So let's 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 talk about that business that is Lidl. It is amazing, is it not, in in 20 years, Liam? Uh, again, you, you arrived at the same time as a major competitor that we won't mention. But yeah. between the pair of you, you know, when you think about in 20 years to go from zero to what is it, a combined 24, 25% of market share is quite phenomenal. Yeah, well, it, it, it has been, a, it's been a, a huge rise, I would say, over the last, uh, since 2000, when we first um, entered the market here in Ireland. And I think we've, we've radically changed the way grocery retail um, has been in Ireland. We've 157 stores now in total, and 1.5 million customers coming through our doors each week. Um, and a lot of our produce that we have actually is what we source locally here in Ireland. So we've back in 2000, we would have started off with about 20 Irish suppliers where we're now working with over 300 on the island of Ireland in total. That's great. Can I ask you about that transition as a business in the Irish marketplace, Liam? Like it was very much value led at the start. Again, arrived at the right time when the consumer craved price. We had the recession with all that. And then to make that transition, as you say, into, uh, you know, a greater partnership with Irish suppliers, but also to maybe move up the value chain to, you know, to not be like you're not even called discounters anymore. Well, we... We would fundamentally see ourselves as a as a discounter and price, as as you rightly say, has and for me it always will be the the most important thing. But what what we offer is obviously price and quality. So we've we've continued over the last eighteen years in Ireland to be the Ireland's cheapest retailer, offer the best value for money. But we've we've done that without compromising on the quality of our products. So we've we've expanded our range over the last number of years. 
Uh, we've expanded our uh, in-store bakeries, which we rolled out. And I wanted to in. ask you about that. You've sure. spent thirty-five million on uh, investing right. in bakeries and baked bread. Uh, you're, you're 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 finishing it in store, baking it in store three times a day on average. So basically, like the bakery business is, it, it's difficult, uh, and to be making investments such as this in 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 uh, prover retarders and depositors and all that bakery stuff that. That is 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 quite tricky. I'd have to say it is, and it has been a challenge. And if you probably asked me back in two thousand and four, would we um, would we be baking fresh bread in our stores? I would have I would have said you were mad. But we've we've we found a way to do it. So I mean, we as you say, we invested thirty five million in the rollouts since two thousand. We've invested one point eight. Um, billion in um, Ireland over, over the years in terms of stores and expanding our store network and the, the bakery is a good example of that so we've we've increased our range over the years and we've we've done it in a legal way so we've managed to make the products get them into our stores bake them efficiently in stores and they're they're baked three times a day fresh in store and are you happy with the performance of that category uh, given the investment that you've made yeah, certainly so we would we would over trade in that category so we would where we have 12% market share at the moment, we would have a larger market share in terms of our bakery performance. And it's also, I mean, it, it brings people into our stores and gives us a, a point of difference yeah. in terms of um, other competitors. You mentioned the Lidl way there. Is, is yes. that the way the businesses run the Lidl way? As in, everything appears highly systemized, highly organized and a bit of a machine. Not, And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but is that just the way it is? Well, I... I th- that is the way it is. I mean, I I, I learned from from day one when I came into uh, into Lidl into the the purchasing side of the business that you offer the best quality at the lowest possible price. Yeah. And the way the way we source things, the way we um we have a select product range that allows us to drive higher volume through fewer products. And um, the way our operations run, the way we get our products from from our suppliers through our warehouses, our logistics, our distribution. How we operate um, our stores on a on a store level, um, packing out the products, the shelf space that we have, all of that culminates in us um, running on a, an efficient model. We can always striving to be better and become more efficient, but um, it it certainly proved to be successful for us. Now you've hit almost five thousand employees, which I, again is a, a monumental stat uh, in terms of achievement. Tell me about this move to the living wage. Um, and again, that was highly publicised. But would I not be right in saying that 80% of everybody in there was already on the living wage? That, that, that's right, you're correct. And that's something we're, we're very proud of. So, I mean, we were the first retailer back in 2015 to sign up to the living wage. And we've, again, committed to the, the increase of, of 1170 um, this year as well. But you're right in saying over 80% of our colleagues who are working, the, the 5,000 employees would be well above that um, living wage at the moment. So there's a there's a big focus in Needle in terms of talent management, learning and development. We have a lot of training programs right throughout our operation side of the business, um, our warehouses, stores, and even in our head office. So constant development of our, of our employees is something at the forefront of what we do. Tell me about the, uh, the development process. You have 10 new stores to open this year. Um, is it a sense of frustration to you that 
the, 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 the difficulty in opening sites tends to be driven by competitors blocking you on a particular site rather than any sort of meaningful, meaningful objection to you opening a store? The, the simple answer to that, to that question is yes, of, of course. I mean, we have a 200 million euro investment plan this year, which incorporates 10 new store openings, a number of which have opened in, in the last few weeks. Um, and also a We've started turn the sod on a new distribution centre, um, which will be a hundred million euro investment in wow. Newbridge, um, as that expansion. But uh, probably what a lot of people wouldn't realise is that when we go for planning permission for a store, it's already in a, a zone or an area that's designated for retail space. So the delays that we're seeing in the planning process, which can be frustrating, are down to our competitors um, objecting, which is is on public record. But what we've seen in the last number of years is actually local residents, local communities getting together. Our property teams have been very active in the communities, explaining what we're doing, the employment that we'll bring into the area. And that has actually led to us being able to get stores open a lot quicker, despite the challenges, shall we say. (laughs) And I'm sure you're well able to make your own objections to them as well. Liam Casey, Commercial Director of Little. What a great story and what a great success. Thank you for joining us this morning.